Hey everyone, Kelly Lee here, and this is Perspective, where we get God's perspective on different situations that occur frequently throughout life. So today we are going to be talking about repentance and God's perspective on repentance. So just to talk a little bit about what repentance is, it's when we return to him, which is what he asks according to his holy word, that we return to him and we repent. So we turn from whatever situation, whatever thing we're doing, and we turn back to him. Repentance means to change your mind. So we're literally changing our mind about a situation, about a circumstance, about a life situation. So we do have to come back to him as soon as possible after we sin. And, you know, um, the Bible is very clear about what sin, what is sin and what is not sin. I don't think there's any gray areas according to the word of God of what sin actually is. And so we have to look at the biblical perspective of things and, and know that when we're doing something, and it could be anything, know whether it is right or wrong according to the word of God. And so those of us who try our very best <laughs> to follow the word and to follow Jesus and to follow Jesus's teaching, it's really super important that we get this right and that we know exactly what is sin and what is not sin. You know, I hear different things and different people um, saying, you know, oh, well, this is not a sin. Um, for example, drinking, they say drinking, well, uh, drinking alcohol, is not a sin. Well, you know, it's not specifically listed as, okay, <laughs> you're going to go to hell if you drink alcohol. It's not listed that way. It's listed as Paul saying a few different things. Um, do not, you know, don't serve the flesh, but serve the spirit, you know, to keep the mind of Christ and not to let anything pollute that mind or anything that is of the world to come into that mind of Christ too. Um, is drinking a sin? Um, well, getting drunk is a sin, and the Lord is very, very clear, um, according to scripture, that it is a sin. It is a sin to get drunk. Um, so again, like having a glass of wine, in fact, the Bible even says, have a glass of wine. It's good for your stomach, and that's in um, Timothy. Paul says, have a glass of wine. We can't say that drinking wine is a sin. Uh, Jesus turned water into wine. He watched everybody get drunk. He came for the sinners so that they would repent. But his main message was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And to this day, the kingdom of God is still at hand. It's still at hand and it's closer than ever. So we want to make sure that if we are doing anything that is not what he created us to do, if it goes beyond what he wants us and how he wants us to live, because as Christians, a lot of people think, oh, you're a Christian and you think that you're better than me because, you know, you've got something that I don't have. But that's not the case. The case is that we just want to share Jesus with the world. We want to tell the world who he is, what he's done, how he has healed us, how he has blessed us, how he has made a way where there is no way. But in order to do that, we have to make sure that we are pure and clean before him. And that means to absolutely try our best not to sin when we do sin to turn back to him as soon as possible the bible says blessed are they who mourn um jesus jesus said 
blessed are they who mourn on the Sermon on the Mount. And it doesn't mean they who mourn over, you know, the death of a loved one or (laughs) the way that people take it out of context. If you read the Message Bible, it actually means blessed are they who mourn and repent over their sins. So to be at the point where you just hate that sin so much, you want to get it out of you. You want to just stop doing what you've been doing and return to him and change your mind about it. In that situation, it's like there's a blessing attached to the repentance. And I'm going back to, and I'm going to go back to when Peter denied the Lord three times. It said that he wept bitterly, and that's known as the repentance of Peter. So Peter returned to him as soon as possible because it said Peter remembered what the Lord had said about denying him, and he wept bitterly, and he repented as he wept. And what happened right after? Peter went out to preach, and the multitude came to know the Lord. So blessed are they who mourn over their sin and repent. They who turn from their sin, turn back to the Lord. You know, say you're sorry. Tell the Lord that you're going to always try your best to just be on the right track, to be on His team, to be on His side, to be walking in His will, in His way, in His perfect plan for your life. And so I urge you today to go over, you know, just think about your life and your and your past and what the things that you have done that maybe you haven't repented for, that you haven't. Um, and I always just ask him, I'll be like, Lord, please reveal to me the areas and places where I still have, you know, any unforgiveness. I still have any bitterness. Take those things out of my heart because I want to have a clean and pure heart, a heart that is of you and I want to have the mind of Christ because the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. So we have to continually, I mean, this is a daily process, you guys. This isn't something that, oh, you just repented once and then you're like, oh, I'm okay now. Everything's good. Well, there are times when we say, Lord, please forgive me for anything that I have done knowingly or unknowingly that displeases you or that doesn't line up with your word. I'm sorry. I return to you. Please forgive me for every single sin that I've ever committed. And that's kind of the starting point. And that's where I was actually when I was 40 years old. I didn't know him, have a relationship with him. I was raised in a Catholic church. And that meant you went to church one day a week and then you went out and did whatever you wanted to do. That's not, that's not quite it, right? We, we have relationship. We have knowledge of his word and knowledge of the instruction manual that he gave us that he has preserved for over 2000 years. He has given us this instruction manual because he created us. And he says, you know, this is who I created you to be. I created Adam. And when I created Adam, I created him to be without sin, but he fell. So in in the Lord Jesus, he is totally the second Adam, where he made all the wrongs right on the cross. He died for our sins. He bled. He shed his blood for us. He gave us an opportunity to have eternal life. And he's very, very clear about what that means and what that looks like. And if you read through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're going to see that he's told us what he has done for us in heaven. And he's waiting there for us. He's got mansions in the sky. He's got, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place. And he told us all about heaven. And he told us all about hell too. And so we need to be very, very clear about who is making it into heaven, who is not making it into heaven. And he came to tell us that. And, you know, I'm so grateful 
because like I said, being 40 years old and just meeting him, it's like, I've lived seems like many, many lifetimes of not knowing him. And I'm so thankful that he found me where I was and that he sent the right people and the right situations to be in to be able to say, Lord, I turn to you. I repent from all of this. Save me. Save me from this darkness that I was in. That was when I was 40 and that was seven years ago. And so today, you know, I've got my magazine, my radio ministry, which is all independent Christian music. And he gave me a vision for what I do because even though I wasn't saved and even though I didn't know him, I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. I spent 15 years in corporate entertainment, left the industry and was like, Lord, give me a vision for my life. And the Lord said, this is what it is. And he showed me specifically what I was to do. And so in that moment, it was like, I just want to turn from all of this darkness that has been surrounding me for so many years. It's just been enveloping me and the Lord is the only one who could break me out of that he's the only one who could break me free from that but it started with turning to him repenting for everything I mean I was thinking of things that I did when I was like 15 16 17 years old things I did as a teenager just constantly messing up like constantly messing up and and now it's like it's just so totally totally different but in the moment when I came to know, you know, I said this, the prayer of salvation in that moment, I knew that my whole world was about to change. From the repentance perspective, it's like you just go over your whole entire life and, and say, okay, <laughs> so this is what I've done wrong. I'm sorry. I change my mind about it. I am no longer a child. I don't do childish things. I now turn to you and I need you to lead me and guide me into what you have for me and the only way to start with that is to change your mind to repent to turn from it completely turn from it and so that's God's perspective he wants us to turn to him he wants us to turn back to him and I mean like turn back to him ASAP after you have done something because there's a blessing in there. Blessed are they who mourn over their sin, who repent and turn from it. I've been in situations even recently where I have wept bitterly, bitterly, bitterly. And it's like, I know that I'm doing you wrong right now. And something in me, that sin nature that I have just is making me do things that I don't want to do. And, and Paul said the same thing. You know, he does things that he doesn't want to do and what he wants to do, he doesn't do. And so we have to know that because we are born of the seed of Adam. We are born into sin. It's our natural nature to sin. And so living a Christ-like life is not an easy thing. It's really not an easy thing at all. But there's freedom in it. And there's blessing in it. And there's so much that he gives so much more. I mean, forgiveness of, sin, of sins is big enough. But when you consider the other things that he gives us, he gives us the fruit of the spirit. He gives us peace, love, joy, patience. He gives us all of these things. And so it's amazing. 
And so when we really, really, really have turned from it, that's when we begin our true walk where we say, you know what, Lord, just lead me. Lead me to where you need me to be. Lead me, you know, location-wise, lead me to where you need me to be. Uh, Spiritually, lead me to where you need me to be. Show me the truth in every situation. The Holy Spirit reveals all things to us. So he is constantly just, you know, whispering in our ear, hey, you know what, you're going in the wrong direction. You're you're not doing this right. This is the way that you should. Let me show you the way that you should go. He is our comforter. Even when we have sinned, he says, return to me. I've got loving open arms. I forgive you. When you ask for forgiveness, you will receive forgiveness, but you also receive a huge blessing based on that repentance. And now more than ever, I really feel that scripture. Blessed are they who mourn over their sin and repent. So I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in today. I hope that this helps you. I hope that it reminds you that as children of God, our walk is never, ever, ever going to be easy. And we can't get away from sin. We can't get away from it. It's in our nature. But what we can do is we can turn from it. We can recognize it, be aware of it, know what it is, know what it isn't, and we can be free. We can truly, truly be free because he has set us free. The Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I love you guys. God bless you.